Axis Mundi. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi, Associate Professor of Religious Studies, Skidmore College. And I'm here with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought in, at Landmark College in Southern Vermont. So Dan, um, today uh, we have another laundry list of things we need to talk about when it comes to coronavirus, religion, politics, um, all those things. However, I know, I mean, you and I have been talking, there's a lot of folks out there who are flooded with, you know, just really hard news. There's a, the, the numbers are rising in terms of infections and, and, and deaths, and it, it just feels like it's been a hard week. So uh, we thought we would start with a couple of, um, a little bit, some things that are a little lighter than normal for our show. And um, folks, if you're like, hey, I didn't come here for levity, uh, you can fast forward this part. And uh, maybe if you are just in need of a break, then just listen to this part and then uh, turn the rest off, whatever, it's up to you. But um, I was thinking, Dan, about the fact that you and I are uh, friends. We went to the same Oxford College. Um, the way we met and, and became friends is a little more complicated than that. But basically, we both ended up somehow at Oxford getting graduate degrees. This was unlikely. If you know us, we're not from, I mean, you know, you can tell me if this is offensive to you, but we're not really from like fancy families. Like my dad did not go to Yale and my mom didn't go to Stanford, you know, like it was not a, it was not clear from our upbringing that you and I would land at Oxford. And when we did, there was just moments of sometimes like, you know, looking like we were not part of the elite landed gentry that uh, often walked the halls of, of this university. So when I showed up at Oxford, you had been there for a year already. Folks, Oxford is broken up into like 40 different colleges. So we were at a very small college called Regents Park. Shout out to Regents Park, which is a Baptist college. And um, when I got there, I met a couple of other master students and they were telling me about this guy, Dan Miller, who was the president of the middle common room, which is like being president of the postgraduate sort of like association. And uh, then they showed me his picture. And um, I have to say at that point, as soon as I saw your picture, Dan, I decided that I would try to never make you mad because um, I just, you did not look like someone I wanted to mess with. Um, is that, do you, do you want to confirm or deny that? Yeah, I'll confirm it. A much, a much younger, fitter, pre-child, pre-professor mill. Yeah, when I went to Oxford, I was um, it's pretty strapping lad, as they might, <laughs> they might say. Um, 
And I looked, I looked as the Brits might also say, a lot like a hooligan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you hit on there, like we, you know, I was similar background. I did not go to a prestigious undergraduate institution. And, and um, you know, I've talked about that, what that institution was and stuff. So it was a big, big shot for me to get in there. But yeah, I got there and I had like, I had long hair and I was this big burly guy. And I, I'm a pretty competitive person. Uh, and sometimes that matters and sometimes it doesn't. But one of the things that I got into at Oxford, I don't know why, you and I would call it foosball. Everybody, most people listening will know it is foosball. In, uh, in England, they call it table football, um, like table soccer. And uh, I really got into that. And the same, this one particular mutual friend that you're talking about, I, I would we would play for like more hours than we should have when we should have been doing like graduate work. But I was, I became known for like screaming, like profanities, like, like huge loud profanities from like the room where the, the, the foosball table was set up. And uh, I had this long hair. I don't know if people will remember, but there was a, there used to be a tight end who played mostly for the New York giants uh, named Jeremy Shockey. And like, people would tell me that I looked like him and, and they would call me the, uh, the swearing American and things like that. And so I was basically like every stereotype. I was this, this big bumbling American guy who was loud and like swore a lot. And, uh, he was also studying systematic theology as it turned out. So, uh, well, yeah, um, I've, I've mellowed a lot by choice and also just by, uh, age and circumstance, I think. Well, but when I saw yeah, you also have like people that can't often see this, but you have, you have a few tattoos and so you had like you kind of look to me like triple h from the like the wrestling federation and uh and the rumor going around at this point so you're dan miller you're chair of your department you're an you're an uh, established scholar you write on political theory you work a lot on queer theory you're you're a super dad you're part of a queer family um and so you know that's how that's how folks know you and that's how they should know you because that's that's who you are but you're also a guy who, when I showed up at Oxford, the first rumor I heard about you was that you were injured and had to be uh, sort of out of commission for a while because you had been trying to bench press 400 pounds and your uh, pectoral muscle just sort of exploded and, uh, you know, you were injured for months. So do you want to confirm or deny that part? Yeah, if we were more famous, we could make those YouTube videos where they talk to celebrities about like confirming or denying different rumors. But no, it was it was true. I was really into weightlifting, and uh, I had built up to my goal of bench press max, which was like four hundred pounds. And uh, yeah, I basically shredded the right side of my chest. It, it basically popped like a rubber band, and uh, it's pretty gross. And um, I, I you want to talk about a shout out to real things? I had to go. I had to go to the emergency room. And then I went to my, my general practitioner because for like a day, I tried to pretend that I wasn't hurt, kind of hoping that it wasn't what I thought it was. She sends me to a trauma clinic where I see the head of orthopedics at the hospital there. And then they do like a scan of it and confirm that I can't operate on anything. I had like physical therapy for three months and out of pocket, I paid a grand total of 60 pounds um, for all of that. So uh, yeah, so to, to, to put some seriousness into the levity, but yeah, that, that was me. Um, I shredded my, uh, my chest and it's still, you know, not very many people see my bare chest now, but the ones who did would note that it's, uh, it's malformed <laughs> now. It's, uh, it's as recovered as it can get, but it's, uh, it's pretty funny looking cause they, they couldn't operate on anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's Oxford, among yeah. other things, you know. Well, the, the only reason, I mean, just to balance out the, uh, the scale here, the, the only reason I was at Oxford was because of a very 
I mean, this is not the only reason folks and don't at me on Twitter saying you didn't deserve to be there, whatever, like, but I will tell you, um, I think the clinching factor in me getting accepted was a very strange episode I had at Regents Park College with a man named Paul Fittis. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 